Amen. Did you ever think about that? How the power and love of Christ and what God gets from doing all that he did. And I often think about that. I would not, uh, I wouldn't put my hand to anything where I wouldn't receive anything back. There has to be something in order for me to invest in. You know, you're not going to take a job uh, when you require money to live. You're not going to take a job without getting paid to pay your bills. And I know there's people that volunteer for things, but they have other income, amen? Um, you're not going to invest in things. And, and the God of heaven, the king of all kings, uh, gave his life for us. For what? There's no purpose. There's no reason. There's no reason to let and allow man to continue. For what reason? Why couldn't he have just ended at, at Noah? He could have ended it there, as he said, but his love was too overpowering. When you love somebody that much, you're willing to sacrifice a lot, a lot more than what you know. Uh, a father with their children, they'll give anything. When, when their, their kid's in trouble, they'll wind up uh, selling properties or selling their, their things to, to get them help. Uh, but Christ gave uh, before we even belonged to the Lord, amen? While we were still yet enemies, the Bible says, the Lord died for us. And what love is that? There's no greater love proven. And I was talking to a man uh, the other day. He was on the step, and, and uh, he said, well, doesn't all beliefs lead to God? I said, well, no. God made that very clear. I mean, I wish they did. I don't wish people to go to hell. I don't wish that at all. But unfortunately, there's only one way to heaven. And Jesus said it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And as much as I would love to see all religions lead to heaven, the truth is that they're not. There's only one way to heaven, and that's by putting your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And not knowledge. There's many religions that know of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there's a difference between knowing Him and then knowing Him in your heart. And by faith, the Bible says, without faith it's impossible to please God. For they that come to God must believe that He is. And when that person believes who God is, and that He died on the cross for their sins, you've got to believe who He is. Not believe in Him, but believe who He is. Believe on Him. Believe that He died on the cross for your sins and that there is nothing else. There's no uh, catechism. There's no uh, communion. There's no, nothing that can take the place of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the moment one receives the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, just as we sang, their sins are gone forever and ever and ever. Amen? There's no greater joy. We're going to uh, read in 1 John today. We're going to pray afterwards. 1 John 
There's good people in other religions. There's good people. Doesn't mean they're going to heaven, though. And I don't wish them to go to hell. And the Lord doesn't either. The Pharisees in the Bible were good people. They were, they were working themselves every part of the law they could, even traditions that they made. They, they did everything possible. And they believed that, the Bible says, by their much praying, it even brought them closer to the Lord. By their repetitious prayers and their constant, constant uh, religious um, format, they believed that that brought them closer to God. But the Bible says that they were children of hell. God, the Lord called them out on that. But then you have the old wicked sinners that were beating themselves in the chest, asking God for mercy. And they're the ones that got into heaven. Amen. I don't wish anybody to hell, but the reality, hell is a real place. And there's only one way to heaven, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't wish anybody to hell. But the Bible says, hell hath enlarged yourself. Hell is wider and becoming larger because of all the people going there. I don't wish anybody there. The Bible says, straight and narrow is the path that leadeth uh, to the way of life, to heaven. It's a narrow path, and few there be that find it. There's going to be few people going to heaven and much more going to hell. That's what the Bible says. That's the reality. I don't wish anybody to hell. I talk to some great people. But you don't know their true faith until you begin to uh, preach the gospel to them. And you'll find out how uh, soon they reject the Lord Jesus Christ. They have a knowledge of the Lord. They have a knowledge that he died on the cross for their sins. But when it comes to crossing the doorway from placing their own faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they reject them because they, they're uh, crutched and imprisoned and shackled by the own doctrine of religion that they grew up in or what they were deceived by. And they can't take the word of God for just what it is. The Bible says in 1 John 1.1, 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. The Lord Jesus Christ is the living word. And we have his written word, amen? amen? The written word of God, which is alive. The living word of God, which is alive. He died on the cross. Verse 2, for the life was manifested. It means made known. And we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Let's pray. Lord, bless. Lord, help us to lift up the Son. He's the only one, Lord, 
that could open the seals of judgment. He's the only one that is the true judge of all the earth. It's only by him that we need to worry about the decree declared from his mouth. We worry about the kings of the earth, the judges of mankind, Lord, people's uh, judgment and what they think about us, the affairs of man. But Lord, there's only one approval we need, and that's from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray, Lord, that we would set our affection today on Christ. Lord, let it uh, ascend off this world and the things of it, that we may be able to see, Lord, in truth. Get us out of darkness, Lord, and be able to get eyes of God that see things clearly from your word. Lord, let us see how you see things and perceive things. Let us see your will and know your will. Let us walk with you and talk with you along the narrow way. Lord, and I pray that you would uphold us with your hand, lift us up when we need it. Lord, fill us when we get empty. Give us drink when we thirst. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says, from the beginning, which we've heard. The Lord, it reminds me when he rebuked the disciples and told them that, he said, you have ears, but you hear not. And they heard everything he was saying, but it was spiritual ears. Why they missed the mark? Because they were blinded by their own self-righteousness. They believed themselves to be something above what Christ was trying to save. They counted uh, the Lord as one who just sat with the uh, publicans and sinners, one that truly needed some help. And whatever help you can give them, people, fine, but they're hopeless. But for themselves, they didn't understand that uh, they needed somebody also. In fact, they were in more dire need of the Lord than the sinners, than the ones that knew they needed a Savior. And the Lord called them out on that and said, you, you're the blind and you're blind leaders of the blind. They have ears, but they hear not. Uh, they have eyes, but they see not. And the Bible says, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon. That means you've seen it and you took time and you acknowledged it and you you stared it down, you examined it with your eyes and, and, and uh, just uh, took careful detail of, of what was there. You looked upon it. And our hands have handled of the word of life. And you went out and grabbed it. Reminds me of Jacob. When he wrestled with the angel of the Lord, that was the Lord, amen? That was the Lord Jesus Christ. When you read the Old Testament, you're going to find the rock that followed him in the wilderness. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to find out the angel of the Lord who went before him, uh, the, the camp of Israel, and then went behind them, the camp of Israel, and just appeared um, as he spoke with Abraham and sent the two other angels, amen, to Sodom and Gomorrah. And you'll find the Lord Jesus Christ uh, popping up here and there, and he was with uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, amen? And Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was always there. He's, he didn't just pop up in the New Testament, amen? He was there from Genesis to Revelation. 
Amen. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the Bible says, and, and he said, let us make man in our image. Plural. Let us make man in our image. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Formulating a plan for mankind. Making them special. When something is of your own, you have that much more love for him. Amen. And that's why God made us in his image. He just loves us that much. When he looks on you, he can't but help remind himself that he made us. He remembers that. And he has so much more love. And his love burns for us. He took it to the cross and he went through with the plan. Amen. And our sins are gone. If you receive the Lord Jesus Christ today by faith, the moment you get saved, salvation is not a process. Salvation is the act of God saving your soul. The moment you cry out to Christ and your heart believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. That's salvation. It takes a second on earth and lasts for eternity. That's it. You can harden your heart or you can give it up. Pride will keep it in. Self-righteousness will keep it in. Self-righteousness will keep the most, the, the nicest, sweetest people going to hell. Pride will take the sweetest religious people to hell. And I don't wish anybody to hell. I talk to some sweet people. Sweet people. But when you give them the gospel, what do you believe about the Lord Jesus? Oh, I know, I know about Jesus. Ma'am, do you know that if you die today, you'd go to heaven? Well, I don't know about that, but I, I, I have my own beliefs. Ma'am, do you know that Jesus Christ, the Bible says, if you, if you ask them, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. No, thank you. I don't believe that. I, I, I have my own beliefs. I don't know about the Bible, what it says. And then they'll start telling you truly what their faith is in. Right. What, they're, uh, what they perceive is what's going to get them to heaven. But the word of God is very clear. I don't wish anybody to hell, but hell is a reality. And the Bible says, hell hath enlarged herself. And many people will be going to hell, unfortunately. I don't wish anybody there. It's a, it's a terrible place, dark place. The Bible says, where the worm dieth not, where the fire is not quenched. The pain is immeasurable. It's eternal death. We fear death for the moment we do die. But hell is eternal death that never ends. It's a fear that we've not yet measured. It can never measure. It surpasses anything that we've ever feared in our life. But yet there's no alleviation for it once you're there. Christ is the only hope right now. The Bible says in verse 4, These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Joy. What is joy? Joy is fulfilling that, that feeling of fulfillment of your desire, right? That what you, what you uh, feel when you get what you want. You get a new pair or a new, we're getting older now. I used to say new pair of shoes. Now it's a new car, right? You get a new car. 
or name some stuff. Motorcycle, Thomas, right? Uh, Pocketbooks for the girls, yeah? Like a nice name brand purse, right? What are the guys? Guys, right? Uh, You know, those little things bring joy. But you know, if if you've been around for a little bit now, you know that it's not a a full joy. It's temporary. And those moments of joy also bring heartache. You get a car for the first time, you got insurance bill, you got maintenance, you got to worry about people, people opening up their car door on your door, right? Uh, things like that, accidents. You worry, with, with the temporary earthly joys bring heartache. There's nothing. Nothing on this earth that doesn't come with a weight. A weight of responsibility. You get a house. Welcome to being a homeowner. Leak your roof. Problems. You, get, you make more money. With more money comes more sorrow. Guarantee that. Guarantee that. There is nothing on this earth that you can fulfill your desire with that doesn't come with a weight after it. Nothing. You can't name one thing. Take a moment and think about it. It's all temporary joy. Temporary. 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 And we sacrifice and invest in temporary things so we can get temporary joy. That's why the Lord says it's full joy. First John says, and these things write one to you that your joy may be full. He's saying this because he knows it's all temporary joy. And there's nothing that can change that except for one thing. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can fulfill every need you have and will never come with a weight after. It's a fulfillment of joy, the Bible says, down deep to the soul. There is nothing like the hand of Christ in your life. There is no one like the Lord Jesus Christ in your life. We need to make sure he is our first priority over everything. He needs, we need to make sure, listen to me, the Lord Jesus Christ needs to be priority over church. Just because you go to church doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're putting him first. He's a personal God. He didn't just die for all. He died for you. He died for me. He didn't just die for the whole world. He died for every single person. He didn't just create Adam and say, all right, you guys just roll with it. And then out popped billions of people. No. The Bible says each and every single person here is fearfully and wonderfully made by the hands of God. 
a mother and father are only, the Bible says, involved as heirs of the grace of life. But without the hand of God, mankind, not one person will be here. Everyone has a soul. That soul is made directly by God. I can't produce a soul. You can't produce a soul. Souls are of God. And every soul is made by God. First John says, these things write one to you that your joy may be full. You want fullness today. There's a lot of empty lives. Let me put it this way. There's a lot of empty Christians. You don't have to be empty today. Psalm 23. What's the Bible say? My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You want an overflowing cup? You want the joy unspeakable that First Peter talks about? You want that peace that passeth all understanding? We need Christ. We need to claim his name. It's not just God. It's got a name. I was talking to a guy from AA. The AA people, listen, they need the help, but they need something more. They need the Lord Jesus Christ. And they go to AA and they they talk about this higher power. That doesn't get them any closer to God. That might get them off the alcohol or the drugs, the NA. But God is not just a higher power. Listen, the devil is a higher power. I repeat that. The devil is a higher power than us. We're made lower than the angels, the Bible says. There's only one. God, he's the king of kings and lord of lords. I talked with the AA guy. I tried to explain that to him. I did, I did it carefully because I didn't want to discourage him on his road to recovery. But I, I wanted to also introduce to him who he calls the higher power. And I explained it to him. I said, you know, if somebody paid your rent for, or your mortgage for 10 years, wouldn't you want to meet who this guy was? He said, of course. Wouldn't you want to meet somebody who's been doing all these great things in your life? Wouldn't you want to at least know their name? And he said, yeah, of course I would. I said, well, you, you always talk about this higher power, and you guys pray to this higher power. I said, why don't you get to know who he is, his name? He died on the cross for your sins. He rose again. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Why don't you meet him? He's knocking at the door of your heart. There's only one way to heaven. And that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's a lot of good people going to hell today because they've never met the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, there's a lot of Christians that are empty today. We need to be reminded that Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's the only one that can fill your cup. He's the only one that doesn't come with a weight after. He's the only one that's no strings attached. Amen? That our joy may be full. We need some fullness today. We need to get back and just saying, 
you know what? It's not about day-to-day Christianity. It's not about even coming to church. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. He saved me. He pulled me out of hell. And he's the reason why I'm in church. And he's the reason why I'm singing these old-fashioned hymns. And he's the reason why I need to tell others about Christ. That our joy may be full. Let's pray. And we're going to pray together. Lord, I, I pray, Lord, you help us. And we need to be reminded that, uh, Lord, it's all about you. We need to lift up the Son of God. As John the Baptist said, Lord, we must decrease and you must increase. Lord, help us to claim your name. Help us to claim, Lord, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and never use it in vain, but, Lord, magnify it, lift it up, claim it as the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one we serve, the one we live for, the Lord, the one we sacrifice for, the one who gave his life for us. I pray, Lord, that you will help us, remind us of why we're living day to day. Pray strengthen us, guide us, direct us. In Jesus' name, amen.